Welcome to Cookies and Cream, a podcast about life, marriage, race, and whatever else we want to talk about. I'm Matt. I'm Maya. And we're a Christian mixed couple. Sharing our experiences one episode at a time. What to do, what to do, what to do. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> we're back. That's um, good. Look at the consistency, man. Yeah. This I is... mean, to be fair, the last time we were very consistent at first. We were. Until we weren't. Well, because I broke my wrist and we moved in. So, yeah. I mean, we did, so this time we said every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to do realistic. it. Every two weeks. And this is our first one back dropped a week ago today. Mm-hmm. We're recording on one Monday. Episode comes out on the following Monday. And we're alternating weeks because realistically, every week wasn't working. But we're doing nope. it. Nope. Um, so, anyway, this episode is Adulting Episode 2. And yep. what is adulting episode two? Um, I don't know. What are we going to call oh, it? Home shoot. ownership? Home ownership. Yeah. Okay. Or I guess home buying. Home buying. Yeah. So it's all about because we just obviously went through this process of buying a home and we're now homeowners, which how? I don't know. It happened. <laughs> but um, it's all about just buying a house. Yeah. What that looks like, what we had to do, things that you should remember if you want to do that etc <laughs> because we legit like we said last week we went into it completely 100 percent in the dark question did anyone else grow up thinking it was etc i instead of etc you just went, i always thought it was etc you went into the recesses of my brain and pulled something out <laughs> earlier we were sitting on the couch and i was just like i looked at my and i was like you ever have you have that little part of your eye that just like the little piece that comes out and just moves around <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh my god, because I really and I just don't know if I can relate to it the way you're saying it, but like, like I just I feel do. like I have this little chunk of my eye. It's like a little pie piece that just comes out sometimes, and it I'm just like, kind of like Go moves around. In. It's it moves freely. It's, you yeah. Know? And it, anyway, we were just like, I maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. But anyway, um, you're gonna regret saying that on this. I don't care. <laughs> Mariah's gonna come for you. I'll come for her life. Anyway. <laughs> So basically, we went into it not knowing anything, and we just had to go looking for information and answers about the whole process, and I know that a lot of people, especially our age and young people in general, just don't even think of it as a possibility. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we just wanted to kind of de... not stigmatize, but bust some of the myths about it, I guess. Yeah. By the way, for anyone that does not know... Um, we're 20 and 21. Yeah. So. We're just very new at all of this. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, you want right. to get started? Yeah, let's start. So, I guess the first thing that I would say is really good to know or the first myth to bust would be. Man, um, I want to watch Mythbusters. I never liked Mythbusters. <sighs> like. I knew there was something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, we didn't have cable. And I feel like it was on cable. And it wasn't. It dub- oh, it was just an adult show. You it know? was on VHS tapes in your science teacher's classroom. That's where it was. I was homeschooled. And probably on the... Oh, I forgot you didn't do school. You're going to stop making this joke. <laughs> You're going to stop making this joke where I'm going to throw a peach cup at your head. Okay. <laughs> you peach cup head. Peach cup head. Anyway, first myth to bust. You have to be like... 30 plus and have at least 50,000 to a million dollars saved <laughs> and um, be really successful in your career before you can even consider buying a house. Yeah, not true. Not at, at all. all true. Because um, that's not where we are. <laughs> not at all. If any of we have a million dollars, that's funny. I wish. <laughs> I maybe have a million tenths of a cent. <laughs> um no what was i gonna say oh yes you and i both kind of went into it thinking you had to have at least 20 percent of Mm -hmm. the asking price saved Mm -hmm. to do a down payment because that's what you always hear people always say 20 percent of the asking price and that's just not that's not realistic that's not true anymore the way that the market is and the way that the programs that are out there are we ended up on ours, we were able to get 3.5% down. Mm-hmm. As Which what we, is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Because that's like, I mean, most adults have that 
saved up for you know most houses and so and if you don't it's not gonna take you 15 years to do you know it's very yeah and and there are also like there are different types of loans and so like we had just a conventional like normal bank loan Mm -hmm. but for people who need more assistance on top of that there's what's called the fha first time home buyers association and they exist to get you an even lower down payment and help you with your down payment if you can't afford it all. Mm-hmm. I think they go down to 3% is what I saw when I researched yeah. it all. Um, but yeah, they have so many just things to help you buy mm-hmm. a house. They want you to be able to buy a house. Yeah, they're not just like, like banks aren't out there to turn you away. Right. Like they, they want to make money off of you. And so they want you to buy a house. Right, exactly. I mean, you know. And so um, it's more possible than most people, especially people our age. Mm-hmm. And so I, just, I think that just to all you people out there who are in your 20s, either like single or young married, if you have any amount like of money saved, even if it's not a lot, it's very possible to do. It is. It very much is. So what's... now, as, as far as now that we're speaking about how much you have saved, something to think about is it's not just your down payment. That's true. So you will need the money for the down payment, but also closing costs exist. They do. And And this is closer to the end of the process. This is pretty much the very end of the process. But when you are thinking about the amount of money you need to have saved, Mm -hmm. you have to pay to close. Now, I mean, most mortgage agents that are going to be worth anything will tell you about these up front. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it'd be very possible to get all the way down the process and then be like, it's four thousand. What? Right. And if you don't have enough to close, you're not going to be approved. Yeah. They're not going to approve you just for the down payment. You have to have enough for all of it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, it's easy to think in terms of down payment is all that I need. And right. Then, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's more what it is. And so just make sure you account for closing costs, which are like you have to pay for just like all, them to do all the documentation mm-hmm. and for the appraisal to happen and for them to process all your stuff. And it's, it's like thousands of dollars. Right. Then you have money going into what's called an escrow account, which we'll talk about later. And just, there's a lot at the there end. Is. So all of it exists so that bankers can get richer yeah, and buy more fancy cars and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay. what's the next, is there another myth? Mm, let's see. Down payment. Uh, Eh. nope we're good on the myths for now <laughs> no, just just the I'm one re- i'm reading my notes no <laughs> there are three but we covered all three in the one did we okay we just knocked that all out dang yeah we did um well, let's okay just move forward so now that we talked about that let's just talk about our experience mm-hmm. from start to finish what it looked like and all the crap we had to go through and just like to give you kind of an accurate picture of what it looks like mm-hmm. so you start from the beginning um, my father um, was really, really was really encouraging us to look into home ownership because we were expressing to him that we wanted to move back to Kansas City, um, but rent prices were just so ridiculous, prohibitively expensive, absolutely awful, and um, just didn't seem worth it. And so, after he said that, we started really thinking about it. I started researching different types of loans. I started researching what you need to buy a house, all those things. Um, Ultimately, though, it was his referral to his realtor that actually got us started, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but it w- And if it wasn't for him encouraging us to do it, I don't think we would have even looked into it as an option. No, because why would you? That doesn't seem... Po- it doesn't feel possible, like, you know? It's 20 just and like, 21. That's not... I have, like... Not that much money. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I don't have enough money for chicken nuggets. <laughs> I think most people look at it like if I'm buying a an $160,000 house, I have to have $160,000. Yeah. No, girl, that's what a mortgage is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody has that. If you have that, screw you. People have that, and you will get beat out by people that have that. But oh, we'll talk about of, that the later. The amount of... Ca- okay. Um, but yeah, so... We decided to start looking into it. We researched it a little bit. Um, then we decided not to do it. <laughs> That's a whole... Listen to last week's episode if you're wondering what we're talking about. Right. Um, but then we went ahead and decided to do it after... Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. snap. <laughs> 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 
do you have any idea the, toll. the physical toll it takes on a person to have three vasectomies? <laughs> anyway. Shout out Michael Scott. I probably quoted that wrong. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so we called a realtor that my father recommended to us, which mm-hmm. is, side note, if you're going to do this, get a referral mm-hmm. for a realtor. Do not Google realtors near me. Don't do it, girl. Whatever It's not you worth do. it. I have heard so many horror stories about people that got screwed over by their realtor, was not a legitimate person, did not do That's what it. they needed to do, and like it just having someone who you know is legit. Or and, even a company that you know is legit. Yeah. It, it's worth it. If we you worked, hear um, anyone say like, hey, I had this realtor, they were great, or you know someone just bought a house, mm-hmm. ask them about the realtor. Yep. How were they? Did we like them? Were they? Did they communicate with you? All the good questions. Yeah, because it's it makes the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. I, we worked with Reese Nichols, an agent with Reese Nichols, and I would say they're really solid if you're just looking for a company. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, they're pretty great. Side note. But anyway, so we called her, set up a meeting. First thing we did with her was basically, what is your budget? What is your budget looking like? What is the amount that you want to purchase a house for? Mm-hmm. Um, and to get to that, she, now this is not usually how this works, but in this situation, she actually had internal on her team um, a lender mm-hmm. who worked with a mortgage loan company who was able to get in contact with us like the same day that mm-hmm. we talked to her first and go over our finances with us and give us what she thought that our budget should be. Mm-hmm. So that we could then get back to our agent and be like, okay, so we need to look in this range. Right. Exactly. I forgot about that. Um, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and it was a blur too. Like there were just days on end where we were like on phone calls the entire day. Mm-hmm. Like ridiculous. But anyway. it was very busy and hectic and exhausting. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we talked to our lender, um, which a lot of people will say shop around for a lender. And I don't think that's a bad idea. No. We did not because we really trusted our realtor um from the first consultation and from my parents review of her i just was like okay yeah we like well we like her but um it definitely might be worth it to look around get a meeting with multiple realtors mm-hmm. i mean not realtors lenders lenders yeah um because closer to the end there were a couple of things that we were like this is really annoying and i'm not sure we would have dealt with this with another lender yeah um, but we kind of just went blindly and they were just mm-hmm. like, okay, well, let's just go with this one. And so, different ones have different programs and like right, you exactly. know, interest rates and stuff can be different and all this right. different. So they'll be able to get you different things. Yeah, they'll be exactly. able to go above and beyond sometimes and sometimes they won't, you know, so um, it was worth it. Shop around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did that. We went back to our realtor and said, Hey, this is our budget. She gave us these sheets and they said that based on how much we have saved, we can do this much. Mm-hmm. This is our cap. This is what our payment would be around if we got a house for this Which, amount. by the way, technology is amazing because Very literally cool. our lender had an app that we were able to download that was just a mortgage calculator app. Mm-hmm. And so we could put in the asking price for the house, the interest rate that she had already locked us in at, our down payment percentage, and like even stuff like our credit score, all this stuff to give us like a, an actual estimate for what our payment would be monthly. It was amazing. And it was, we were able to just use it like all day long and do different scenarios. And it was really, really cool. It was pretty great. So, um, but yeah, so we basically let our realtor know like, Hey, this is our target price or our cap, I guess. Mm -hmm. And while she was looking at houses for us to send to us and everything, our lender was getting us pre-approved, which, Oh, amazing pretty pretty great we just were able to speed through that thank you lord for that mm-hmm. we were pre-approved within a couple of days like maybe a week mm-hmm. and then like going our lender in, was amazing by the way yes. i know what i said earlier but like regardless she oh, was amazing she was. and yeah kudos to her but she continue. was yeah but anyway so we got getting pre-approval is really important because there's um when you're making an offer that's something that really boosts it is if you're already pre-approved for a loan Mm -hmm. because pre-qualified and pre-approved are different pre-qualified means that they have said yes we'll probably give you a loan pre-approved is we're ready to give you a loan right it's like this you're locked in at this amount you can afford this yeah so when you're ready we're ready yeah exactly and so that was that was nice Mm -hmm. and then 
within like probably three days mm-hmm. we were already doing virtual showings for houses we were which went covid and also the fact that we live four hours away meant that we were doing a lot of virtual ones which ended up being detrimental for one thing but other than that it was fine like yeah she was pretty thorough and it was facetime so you know yeah you know whatever but so we were doing showings and all this time like we're doing like always crunching the numbers always like confirming our budget and everything working with our lender to go through the different stages of the loan application process Mm -hmm. and um that kind of just continued honestly for probably three weeks or so Mm -hmm. we were making offers getting rejected making more offers getting rejected i guess we should talk about the talk about the process for um making an offer yeah you're right we should it's a good little side note so we see a house and we really like it and we're like realtor we love it Mm -hmm. we need it what do we do so basically the first thing you do is you tell your realtor that you love it and then they will send you what is called a seller's disclosure Mm -hmm. this document that they're going to send you Tells you everything about that house. Like down to the different types of materials used to build it. Mm-hmm. What kind of roof it is. How old the roof is. If anything has been replaced. If there's ever been water damage. What's staying and what's going as far as appliances go. Yeah. Like everything should be in this mm-hmm. document. Which is like it's very important. Even though it's like annoying and it's just like fine print and stuff. Like really, really scouring it is important. Because yes. there were a couple of houses that we were like. Ooh, nope. We're not going to offer on this because this is a roof that's been here for 20 years and there's water damage and the foundation is all this. Yeah. And um, so that's, yeah, getting the disclosure, looking over it. Right. And then if you like it, if you still want to do it, you tell your realtor and basically they'll send you the documents that you need to sign. You'll basically together come up with what you want your offer to look like. Like amount, if you want to like offer over asking Mm -hmm. or like on some of our offers, we did what's called an escalation clause, which is saying we're going to start at this amount, but if there's another offer that's better than ours, we'll go up by this, um, this much. Yeah. We'll go up to this much in this increment, like a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that's just like, there are different ways to be competitive or like, you can even do things like waive the inspection of the house, which don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do that, girl. Don't do that. Don't do it, girl. It's not worth <laughs> it's it. Not don't worth do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> or you can. Just, there are a lot of tactics you can use, I mm-hmm. guess. But yes, and the, your realtor should know those. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that. Nope, not at all. She was just like, "Hey, so I think that with this offer, I kind of already talked to their realtor, and I think that it would help if you do this." You yeah. know, she was very on the ball with things like that. Um, but yeah, so you get the. Like you figure out what you're the, you want the terms to be of mm-hmm. your offer, and then you're like nowadays it's, it's all e-signing, like mm-hmm. all the documents for the house. So you can just e-sign them on your computer. Um, the amount of dot loop e-signing, man. Jeez. Like I probably have 120 different emails on my computer from mm-hmm. that. But anyway, um, so yeah, you sign all the documents, and then usually what they'll have is the seller, the seller's agent will have an offer deadline mm-hmm. where like. And I mean, this is probably different when the market is not as hot as it is right now. But right now, it's usually like if they put the house up on Thursday, then they're taking offers until Sunday at 8 o'clock p.m. Right. Or something like that. And then they'll make a decision the next day. And so usually it's just you get your stuff submitted. Oh, also, something else we should mention with your offer, something that our realtor really recommended Mm -hmm. was sending in a personal note Mm -hmm. or like a letter basically to the seller's. Just like, I don't know. Yeah, ours would just say like, hey, we're Matt and Maya, newlyweds, pregnant, really looking to find our first home. And then we'd put in specific details about that house. We really love the large backyard mm-hmm. and the, the I don't know, enclosed get, porch. <laughs> we would get so sappy for no reason just to try to pull on their heartstrings. Mm-hmm. And we put a picture of us yeah. in it as well. Because it like a lot of the time offers will be just from like development companies and not really people. Mm-hmm. And so a humanizing your offer kind of can help a lot. Like that's actually the reason that we got the the property we ended up getting in the end was they really liked our story. Yeah. And like they were just really moved by it or whatever. And so. Yeah. I mean, now <laughs> we did put a picture of the ultrasound 
on our picture like we kind of like matthew photoshopped one into like our picture well and that, you're making and so it, it sound like a like whole a, family you're making it sound like i like made your stomach into the ultrasound or something i all i did was i just on took, top of the picture yeah i just took the picture of us and then put a little cut out of the ultrasound like in a little frame on top of it and then i don't yeah. know yeah <laughs> well okay we included an ultrasound picture <laughs> in our picture so unnecessarily complex well the point is that like yeah, no. we were pulling heartstrings we were every way it. we could oh, basically do anything you can absolutely. get your house okay it's okay to pull be, every punch it's okay to be a little down and dirty with these it absolutely because is everyone because else people is. are coming in with a hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars in cash just ready oh, they just be got, like here boom we got beat out by so many cash offers and so many literally there was one house that we lost the uh, lost the bid on and the offer that beat us out was eighty thousand dollars over the asking price which like, is a terrible idea Oh, yeah, because, I mean, you're going to have all kinds. Of, but, I mean, if you have it, I guess you, you can deal with the appraisal issues. I don't know. Anyway, um, my parents recently bought a house, and they got beat out by an offer on one house. And one of the terms of the offer was, <laughs> we will buy you, like, something like up to $3,000 of whatever alcohol you choose for a year. At, that was part of their offer for the house. Like what is that? That's the housing <laughs> Who market. Who does right now. that? I don't know. Alcoholics do that. <laughs> that's um, that's a different. You're a different type of rich, right there. <laughs> like no kidding. You are a different kind of rich. That you're throwing money at alcohol stipends. Uh, different. Yeah. And anyway. honestly, kudos <laughs> to you. If you living like that, <laughs> I am in no place to judge. Because if, you beat my offer, didn't you? Yep. You beat, yep. That's, you yep. got the house, didn't you? That's <laughs> right. it. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Anyway, don't be afraid to like, just to just be aggressive, I guess. Don't be stupid. Yeah. It's very hard in all of this. It's very hard to not just completely bust your budget because you love a house. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so easy to just be like, it's only 30000 over our limit. Like, we can probably make it work. You yeah, probably our can't. original, our original like limit and then what we ended up deciding was our new limit was probably like there was probably like a fifteen thousand dollar difference. Yeah, when like looking at the monthly payment, like you can kind of justify it and be like, well, as long as we don't get food, like <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, it's so easy to do. And so just make sure that whatever the number you come up with with your lender is, stick to it because right, and you might have to be stern with your realtor, like. No, you can't give us a house. <laughs> you cannot show us a house you know we're gonna love that's at the very top of our yeah, our cap because, because we can't go over. We are we're not competitive. That at all. Our our realtor did that a couple times. Like she would send us a house that was about twenty thousand over what our limit was, mm-hmm. and she was just like, "I know this is a little high, but I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is a limit limit. <laughs> this is like we don't have. If another we could be dollar. under this, that'd be great. Yeah, exactly. And so just yeah, sticking with that was important. And then. We told this story last week, so we don't need to get into it. But when we finally did get a house, it was the inspection that did it for us mm-hmm. that killed it. Yeah. So let's go through that process, I guess. You get the house. They tell you that they've accepted your offer um, and they want to move forward with it. Then the first thing you do is you order an inspection on the house. And like yeah. a lot of the time, a realtor will have an inspection like a home inspector company that they recommend or that they work with all the time or they have in house or yeah. yeah. And so we had ours had one. And so we just like got in contact with them, scheduled an inspection and um, we just came up to Kansas city for it. And being there for the inspection is very important, especially if you did what we did and did virtual showings. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, that's really, the first time you're going to see the house. Yeah. You don't just get to once it's once they have accepted your offer everything can still go wrong. Yep. You don't own that house yet. Not That's not all. yours. Not even close. So you can't just like go in it all the time. You can't like, not at all. Yeah. Like that's, I mean this, the house that we got, we basically like the one that we ended up with in the end, not this first one, but the one that we ended up with in the end, we went in for the inspection. And the next time we were here was our final walkthrough on the day of closing. Right. There was no in between. No. There was like what a month between yeah. that. And so you just got to like when, with the inspection, look at everything mm-hmm. every single door like slam it and see if it falls off and like you just like touch everything walk everywhere like all this stuff all right things i pay attention to that are like small things like i know sometimes inspectors will bring 
like a golf ball with them and set it on the floor and see if like the floor is sloping. But I kind of look for like, where are the outlets in the rooms? Mm. Are there no outlets in certain rooms or is there not overhead lighting and you really want overhead lighting? Yeah. Or closet space right, is a big closet one. Space, windows, mm-hmm. how big they are, where they are, if you like them. Um, what else is it? Well, I mean, stuff even just like, it's hard to think about it big picture sometimes, but imagine yourself in the layout of the house. Like the way that the rooms are next to each other. Like, would it be annoying if this one room was upstairs? Like, cause you have to go up there all the time. Right. Or the way that like, if, if one of the bathrooms is too small, something like that, that like things that are small, but could get really annoying over time. Right. And also remember that anything that you see that is wrong, that needs to be fixed. Um, that you don't like some of it and maybe all of it, you can ask the sellers to fix and they might not, they might, it depends. It's there's a negotiation process, which we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. But when you're going into that inspection, you will own this house. Everything that goes wrong, you own the house. There is no, um, landlord landlord to call (laughs) when something breaks, you have to find a plumber Yep, and you have to pay Figure them to out come which fix one, it. Pay them to come fix it, set up a time. Like, it's, it's so on you. It's m- all on make you. Make sure that you feel good about everything. Right. And like, If you I don't mean, like the grout in the tiles or you don't like the tiles, remember that you have to fix it. Yep. And so that was the reason we walked away from our first house that we got was because there were too many things wrong. Yes. It was just like thing after thing after thing. And the sellers had said beforehand that they would not fix anything if we asked them to. And, and um, then we asked them to, and they were like, no, we're not going to fix anything. Yeah, we basically said, like, okay, so here's a list of things you got to fix. If you don't do that, we're walking. And they said, all right, we're going to relist it. And so that was that was what happened, yeah. um, which was a bummer. However. No, it wasn't a bummer for me. I didn't want well, it anymore. <laughs> it, it was a bummer because we had gotten a house, not because of that house. Specifically. Oh, yeah. Because that, that one was our sixth or our fifth? Our sixth offer. Yeah, that one was our sixth. And the only one that we had had like accepted, yeah. so that w- it was hard to let it go. It was hard, and that was like we had, after that we decided we were like maybe we just shouldn't buy at all. And then we finally came back around, did this whole entire process again, got this one that we're sitting in right now, mm-hmm. and um, did the inspection again, all of that, and this this time we got through the inspection and we still felt good about it. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's another thing that I would like really, really stress. Trust your intuition. Oh, yeah. If you feel bad about it, but you don't know why, it doesn't matter. You feel bad about it. Yeah. If you feel like regret, if you feel um, anxiety, not, yeah, anxiety about it, being like nervous is one thing, but like, you know, pity your stomach, you know, you feel it. Do not ignore that. No. Because the worst thing you could do is buy a house that you now regret buying and have mm. to keep or have to Bad. turn around and sell. Like, don't do it. And listen to your inspector mm-hmm. because they are catching things that you would never catch. They're looking in places you would never think to look. They're looking like behind the stove and they're looking up in the top of any closet and like just and they're like up on the roof and stuff like that. They are really, really being, they're scrutinizing it. Mm-hmm. And as hard as it is, don't justify as much as you can. Don't just be like, well, I mean, that's not that big of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like think about everything. You'll eventually get one. This doesn't have to be the one. Yep. It's oh, so hard to not think it's that way. so difficult. But you have to. And that was actually why we felt like as comfortable and like as at peace about this house as we did was because we didn't feel like it was the first time that we hadn't felt like we just need a house. Mm-hmm. It was just like, we're just going to put an offer in and see what happens. And we feel like really comfortable with it. Yeah. It was, there was a lot of just like letting go, trusting God. Yeah. And just realizing that if this is the house he has for us, we will get the house. Yeah. We cannot control our way into getting the house. We cannot manipulate our way into getting the house. It's all God. Yeah, and so just being calm and like listening to people that tell you things and just in general just 
taking a step back and breathing. It really helps. Mm-hmm. Also, it helped us to bring a parent to one of our to our inspections. Yeah. The two inspections we had, it it just it it felt good or to like the showing. Mhm. It felt good to have one of our parents there with us just to be like, "Hey, what do you think?" Like we would have one of our dads go. Yeah. Um, we did that a couple of times and it just, it helps, you know, it does you have another perspective from somebody who's owned a house. Yeah. Like our, both of our dads have owned multiple houses and like know what they're doing with home, like DIY stuff. And so they, um, and, they and can look and be like, yeah, that's going to take too much to fix or like, oh, that's an easy fix. I could do it. Yeah, exactly. You know? And like a lot of the time we thought the opposite or whatever. So right. it, it helps to have somebody besides, because even though your realtor and your inspector are on your side, they do ultimately want to make money from you buying this house. And so they might still be a little bit unobjective just sometimes. And so having someone like literally a family member there with you who knows this stuff is really, really. Yeah. Don't feel embarrassed or like you're not doing like, like you're not being right. An adult by bringing them. No, use your people, use your resources. Mm -hmm. And also on the same, in the same vein as that, don't be afraid to ask questions. Every single question you can think of. Ask it. Ask it. Even before the inspection, write it down. Yeah. Write a list of them. Okay, what about this? What about mm-hmm. this? What does this look like? Ask everyone. Because I am so prone, just be, me being myself, I'm so prone to think that asking questions mean you, means you're dumb or means that you don't know anything when literally it's just you're doing your due diligence and learning as much as you can so you can make an informed decision. Also, even if it did mean that you're dumb and you don't know anything, you don't know anything. That's true. <laughs> you're confused. <laughs> Ask the question. Yeah. So um, anyway, inspection on that one, this one went well. And we ended up having a list of things that we did ask the sellers to fix. And they they fixed everything. Mm-hmm. Like really, really compliant. And they were just like, yep, we'll fix it. And that Also, was... if your realtor suggests getting one of the inspection things, like oh, an yeah. add-on, like for our place that we got... There are a lot of trees around here. So she was like, do the sewer scope inspection. And we did it and we found a big problem and it was able to be fixed, but we would have had no clue if yeah. we didn't do it. And also do like it. the radon inspection, the mm-hmm. mold inspection can be really good to add on. It gets a little pricey, but very it's expensive, better but it's worth it. to spend more now than $20,000 down the road when you didn't catch something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Is that all about the inspection you think? I think so. Okay. Um, so I guess after the inspection comes just the underwriting process for your loan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you still like it, if you go through the process of like negotiating certain things, hey, sellers, we didn't like this or we need this to be fixed. And they're like, okay, we'll do it or we won't do it, but we'll do this. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, negotiate. After you get through that process, you get to the yeah whole underwriting. And that's just like when... Like you lock in your offer on a house and they the sellers accept that amount, then your loan officer and the mortgage company actually go through the process of getting you ready to get a loan. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, you have to send them, oh my gosh, the amount of documents that we had to send and mm-hmm. sign and print out and re-sign. And mm-hmm. it was just so, so much. It was annoying. But, but you know. once you get that all done and underwriting is finished then usually the last step before you close is the appraisal, right? I think so. And that's just when a an appraiser, a professional, comes out, looks at the house, and assesses what the value of the property is. Mm-hmm. And that's it's nerve-wracking because with the market the way it is right now, most of the time you're, you're offering, offering over. over what they listed it at, and sometimes what they listed it at is even over what it's worth because they know they can get more for it. And so usually what ends up happening, well, I mean, what does happen is a bank will not give you a loan for more than a property is worth because mm-hmm. that's just stupid for them to do that. Like right. it makes sense. So you have to then figure out what is going to be done to make up the difference between what it's worth and what you've offered for it. And that's if the appraisal comes out over. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's it even, sometimes it's under what you offered i mean sometimes it's over what you offered yeah but um if it comes out under what you offered then that's where this part yeah comes. and that's just like the, with the way the market is right now that's what happens a lot and so right but yeah so and what we ended up doing was splitting it or no, no no we didn't split it we ended up 
they they were willing to go down in what they were the amount that they would accept for it, but they didn't go down to that appraised value, and so we had to make up the difference between what they what our original offer was and what they went down to. Yeah. In the end, and so that was a little more out of our pocket, and it really stretched us, but it was worth it. It was worth it. We got it done, and once that's settled, then you're clear to close. Yep. And so our closing ended up being, it was a really stupid situation. Our closing should have been about a week after our appraisal happened, but the sellers ended up getting COVID really bad and having to be hospitalized. And so it was like more like a month after or like three weeks after. Um, And so it was like a really long process. But once that all happens, like they, we set up a closing date, we had the meeting I wrote the biggest check of my adult life and (laughs) that was painful. And then we, um, just like went the, of your adult life of your life. I mean, of my life. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, then we like went and the closing agent literally went over about a hundred different documents with us. And I was just like, you know, I'll sign, 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 Mm -hmm. sign. And, um, then it was ours. Yep. And we moved in, painted all the stuff, and now we're here. Yeah. So it was um it was rocky. There was a lot that we had to learn, but ultimately, I don't know. God brought us through it. Yep. Okay. So if you, listener, are considering buying a house, or if we've inspired you <laughs> to buy a house, or just to look into it, we have a few things that you need to know slash consider or understand understand before buying a house so what is the first thing my love we talked about realtor referrals we did talk about um, that um condos townhomes yes so we did not know this you can buy <laughs> condos and townhomes yes and um it seems like originally for us at least it felt like no we're not gonna do that that's not like as big of a thing as you know buying a house like you're not really a homeowner you're like a fake homeowner you know it's just like so not true it's like such a middle ground but it's not no you literally own it and we bought a condo yeah and and it's amazing it's amazing we love and you know what it was so much cheaper than buying a house ridiculous it was really so, so much cheaper and uh, it's great and it's perfect for us. And it's still like, it's the same square footage as most houses that we would have bought right. anyway. It's a three bedroom, <clears throat> two and a half bath, three levels. Like, yeah, it's a really good size condo in a cute area, but it was cheaper. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, just attached to one other one that like <laughs> is literally like there's a wall between it and there are trees and bushes and stuff. So it's like, I mean... Now we are it's it's a corner in the very yeah. back of the complex, so that helps. But it's just yeah, it's great. And a lot of like we didn't that was we said on our last podcast like we didn't even know that was a thing, Mm-mm. and we hadn't considered them, and that was why we thought we couldn't afford a house. And so mm-hmm. consider those because they're yeah. really they're live options, I guess. They are. They're amazing. Um, HOA. This is a term um, that I feel like you should understand if you are looking at home buying HOA specifically um condos townhomes HOA stands for homeowners association right yeah it's just, and it's just like anywhere where your home is in a greater like it's even with houses like it's in a neighborhood that has some kind of government over it that is like holding it to standards and maintaining mm-hmm. things and yeah so that's basically what the HOA is it's just the people that you answer to a little bit. Yeah. And who like tell you clean up your crap, but also help you with things. <laughs> right. And so you're going to pay if you, if your home that you want to buy has an HOA fee, that basically means that you are paying for specific amenities that they provide. So whether it's lawn care and snow removal or garbage or um, like if you have a fitness center and a pool in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, All of which we do have, we do. and that's why it's we're paying great. monthly. Right. Um, it seems expensive, and some are very expensive, but like 
it really might be worth it for you. It was worth it for us. Mm-hmm. Like to not have to worry about lawn yard they take care of all and all outside of our house there are like really nice like bush hedge things that they like take care of and look really Mm -hmm. good basically everything external yeah with ours is paid for and taken care of if there's wood rot on the side of our house we Mm. don't we don't do that we just put in a work order if we need a whole new roof they take care of that and like they're also like trash we don't pay for trash we don't pay for snow removal and we have a fitness center and a pool and that a are tennis all court. tennis court yeah all of which we have access to mm-hmm. and um then also they just it's nice to have a an organization that makes sure that the neighborhood looks nice you know right. like they're they're holding people to standards and making sure that no one just is letting their home go to crap like it's, right you it's, can't it's just good. have a bunch of crap in your front yard and like yeah get away with it and so for us it was worth it it might not be for you if you're the kind of person that's just like really wants to do all your own stuff no we had a couple that we were like that's not worth it like we looked at a couple houses that were that had an hoa but it was Mm -hmm. like 275 dollars a month on top of your rent yeah i mean on top of your mortgage payment yeah and we couldn't afford that for the amount that we were paying for the Mm -hmm. house and like you know all of that so think about those things Mm -hmm. but it might be worth it for you Mm -hmm. because we did not have to buy a lawnmower we did not and we did not have to like get a i mean we didn't have to get a snowblower but like if we had a house that had a giant driveway and sidewalk like stuff like that and trash paying for trash you might be paying for parking too things Mm, like that yeah anyway that's something what else yeah um let's see oh new lines of credit opening new lines of credit while you're in the midst of getting your credit pulled and all that not you um, explain this because we went through you because you have the credit so okay so basically from the beginning of the process to closing the um like that's what basically like underwriting and all this stuff we've talked about with pre-approval and everything the um your lender is always doing what they call pulling pulling assets and that's basically like they well they're not always but they can always well that's what i'm saying like they always have the ability to go and look at all of your finances and credit and like basically anything you're doing with money. So they have like, like what we had to do was give them access to our bank accounts and like our credit information and everything. And at any point during the process, they can just go in at random and pull your information to see what your account balance is, what your credit score is and your purchase history. And so it's really vital to not make any major purchases while you're in that process like don't buy don't buy a new car don't buy uh, like some seven thousand dollar new appliance that's like and also like you said not opening any new lines of credit mm-hmm. not applying for new credit cards or financing anything and they'll tell you this most yeah. of the time i think your lender should tell you this but like listen yeah because they can take your loan away you could be pre-approved yeah up to the moon and if you destroy your credit for a second they'll be like oh we can no longer yeah write you alone our um, you alone so our closing agent on our on day of closing told us a story about a person that they had um that uh, like i mean they had a closing date set up they had gotten through this whole process and then the day before they closed this person went and bought themselves a Rolls Royce. And it literally, like, they financed it, and it's a really expensive car. It trashed their credit, and they couldn't close. And they had to wait, like, a month because they had to go through the whole loan process again. Yep. And so don't do it. Just wait. Just wait. The second you close, the second you sign those documents, you're good. Once you walk out of there. Live your best life. They said, jokingly, when we left, our our closing agent was like, now you can go to Nebraska Furniture Mart and you can go get yourself a new car. Right. However, <laughs> don't do it before then. Do not be online shopping while we're in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that's a big one. Yeah. Um. I'm looking at my list, but I think that's really all that I wrote down. I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there's anything else that people need to consider. Um, um, I mean, so just more overarching, um, whether or not home ownership is right for you. Um, for us, we just decided that we would rather take, we would rather incur the um, 
burden of putting a down payment and closing costs and all of that wrapped up at one time um, in order to have a much lower monthly payment than if we were renting. Because for a lot of people, either they don't have the money or they need to be saving for other things and they can't swing the upfront costs of buying a house and that's totally okay. And if it's not right for you, it's not right for you. It was just for what we were able to afford monthly, we would we wanted to go ahead and take it on. Right, because tell me if I shouldn't say this, but um, for us, we pay monthly, including our HOA and our principal and interest, all that. We pay less than a thousand dollars. Yeah, we pay less than nine hundred dollars a month. And but we were looking at for the for a home this size to rent to rent we would have been paying 1600 1500 dollars maybe 1400 and not building any equity cuz that's all. that's the thing is that when you're renting that money just goes nowhere mm-hmm. like what we're doing now is and that's that's the biggest advantage of home ownership for anyone is that the money you're putting away monthly is going to something i mean a lot of it's getting thrown away for interest but anyway you like you feel a little more you feel a little more confident in paying that month that monthly amount and so the combination of wanting a lower monthly payment and building that that financial future for us was what got us there Uh, also if you are not the type of person that wants to do things yourself if you don't want to paint or fix your fridge when it breaks or have to figure out why the doorknob keeps falling off if you're like don't it might not be for you because it's right. it's all on you you have to clean your dryer vent yep well, i don't even know where that is <laughs> and like we have a, a back porch that the there's some backfill issues with the concrete so i'm gonna have to get out there with a wheelbarrow and literally fill it with concrete like it's that that kind of stuff that you have to be prepared to do and um it's it's a lot and it can be overwhelming as a homeowner because everything is on you. <laughs> but if you're prepared for that and you want to be building equity, I guess I should just equity is the amount of stake, I guess that's in the house that's yours. So like the percentage of the house that you actually own is equity. And then eventually you'll be at a hundred percent equity, which means you've completely paid off your loan and you own the house outright. Um, building that is a big deal and so if you can swing it go for it we suggest it highly and like we said like it's a lot more attainable than you think and we are really thankful we did it and that god provided for us to do it and yeah yeah you think of anything else um i had something i had something but then i i forgot it because you were talking okay Hold on, let me think. Okay. Oh. Um, one other thing to explain, 15 and 30 year mortgages. Oh. That's what you're going to see. Those are the typical, you know, mm-hmm. uh, types of mortgages, Ranges. I guess. Yeah. Um, 30 year mortgage does not mean that you have to stay there for 30 years. Oh, that's a really good thing to say. That just you, means if you sell the house before then, then what you're going to do is take basically what you have not paid off yet and whatever you get from selling the house, finish paying that off in full and whatever is left, that's what you take after closing costs and all that. Right. And so the reason that it's a beneficial to wait and like to build equity longer is because up front, right after you close in the first couple of years, almost every cent of what you're paying in your mortgage payments goes to the interest Mm -hmm. and they want to knock that off up front because they want to make their money off of you. Mm -hmm. And so if you sell the house in the first couple of years, you're not going to walk away with much, but you can. And like, that's, that's a really good thing. I'm glad you said that because I kind of always thought that 30 year mortgage meant you had to stay there for 30 years. Right. I can't like, I can't be tied down like that. Yeah. It's a lot of commitment. But yeah, it's not, that's not how it works. No, it's not. Oh, also with mortgage payments, you can send in extra money. You can always make more principal payments whenever you see fit, whenever you have the money. And we really, really recommend doing as much as you can to knock money off that principal, the principal being the amount of the loan you still have to pay off. 
because if you just do like, like we calculated out that if we send in one extra mortgage payment a year, like at some time during the year we send in one extra, we can take seven years off the life of our loan. Mm-hmm. And so as much as you can do that, put extra money toward it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, Even if you're be, doing, what, 10 bucks a month or yeah. whatever it is. Like we, if, if we do what we were, what we've talked about, we just need to round up to the nearest hundred mm-hmm. with how much we put in every month. And that'll be enough to knock about seven years off of our loan. And then you don't have to drop nine hundred a thousand dollars at once you know yeah so that's something to consider like you can pay it basically your monthly payment is the minimum you have to pay that's what i'll say you can pay any amount above that if you want to yeah um i think that's it yeah okay yep i think that's it adulting episode two yeah we'll call it a wrap um, we have no idea as of right now what our next episode is going to be, but stay tuned mm-hmm. um, because we're probably going to continue some of our current series and keep going with those. I want to do another race episode soon. Um, yeah, that'd be good. Ooh, you know what we should do? What? We are pregnant. Yeah. We should do an episode about how we're going to parent our mixed race baby. Yeah, and then we can compare it in three years to how that we, is wrong to how we think we're going to versus how we do right because we've had a lot of conversations between ourselves about how, how we're going to go about different things mm-hmm. that would be a cool race episode just a thought it would be so okay if you've listened this far um <laughs> oh yeah we gotta do our little i'm gonna do just like questions instead of like a like a thing to comment okay but if you've listened this far and you um are kind of like excited for the next episode Comment some questions for us. Comment some things that you wonder with parenting a mixed race child, how we plan to do it, what we've talked mm-hmm. about. Um, I don't think there's a question that's too invasive, really. No. I'm, I'm willing to answer pretty much all the questions. Open book, really. Yeah. So it could be about pretty much anything. Yeah. I mean, that's it. We just want to, we want, this is just a conversation. We just like to talk about stuff. And so whatever yeah. you want to hear or, anything because i think that'll be a cool episode and we get to talk so about some, some good stuff and so yeah tentatively let's make that our next episode yeah dm us questions message us on messenger yeah whatever individually because we don't have a cookies and cream facebook account because we're not 80 <laughs> no we, we literally <laughs> I probably post, should make one we literally post on your facebook when we do an episode so um no but yeah yeah we'll be back at you guys not next week because we're doing every other week but in two weeks and we're going to keep it consistent. No. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was thinking about from our time, but from the time of this video, yes, you're that, right. Okay. It's not a video. <laughs> I, don't I know always what, do that. I, don't I always know what say, when do we film? Yeah, I don't know what it is because we always talk about recording the podcast and you say film every time and then you're like, we're not filming anything. What do you, what? And you get so mad. I'm like, <laughs> well, too bad, tech guy. Uh, Shut up, IT. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I know how to work my phone. Uh, shut up. <laughs> okay. I love you. I love you. Let's, let's end this episode now. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Peace. <laughs>